envy ye and Charlemagne. Everybody that's anybody comes to the Breakfast Club. You know, you give voice to people that would be voiceless. Right now, your show has the pulse of the culture. Yeah. Everyone smells rich <laughs> and successful. Where y'all at now? Can't nobody tell y'all. Non-stop entertainment. The Breakfast Club. Wake, wake, your, wake your punk ass up. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, God, man. Thank you, God, for blessing us with another day of life. Take a deep breath for everybody who can't. How y'all feel out there this morning, man? Mm, mm, mm. You brush your teeth yet? Mm, mm. First you thing your... I do in the morning when I wake up. You got your mask on right now, realizing you need a root canal? Huh? <laughs> huh? What's happening out there, Screech? What's Good going morning. on? And let me shout out to uh, Nori, N-O-R-E. Nori's back on, you know, Nori. Uh, Host of the Drink Chance podcast? Yes. You know, he works out in the morning, so... Uh, every once in a while, Nori hits me with some positive energy in the morning. And sometimes that positive energy is just well-received. just feels good sometimes. So, That's my guy. Good morning, Nori. And a, and a Nori of... texts all of us separately this morning. He did? But it's always <laughs> yeah. positive energy, so I just want to shout exactly out to Nori. exactly what he said. Positive energy only. I was in the barbershop uh, yesterday, saluting my dude Ty, and um, with Drink Champs. I was watching the Drink Champs with a uh, French... French Montana and we was we actually you know you'd be in the barbershop you actually end up having these random discussions Debates we actually discussions, started yeah. having a discussion about Nori and just about how he used to be and the evolution of him so when you see him and he's always Absolutely. so happy and he's so loving mm-hmm. and he's so welcoming it's because he really used to shoot people yeah, he did. and he evolved yeah he was okay mm-hmm. he has right? evolved and people that people that actually lived that life don't want to live that life Mm-mm. at all Mm-mm. so it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing to see dropping the clues bombs for Nori yeah Nori's one of those people Fat Joe is one of those people that, that evolved in, in the same positive energy. It, it, he hits me always all the time, most positive energy. It's, a, was, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people right now listening to us as they're driving in. And the reason they relate to individuals like that is because they once lived a wild life, too. Like that. And, you know, they're happy to see everybody, you know, evolved. And Correct. Being great family men and just being great men in the community is a beautiful thing. Man. Absolutely. You, you know, um, Capone and Noriega, their record label used to be on the same block I worked on. And so I, was, I used to come outside from work every day, and they would be outside in Manhattan on a random, like, working street. Yep. And they'd just be parked up outside <laughs> with all their cars, all their people, like, every day. All the time. Mm-hmm. Thank God for evolution is the moral yes. of the story this morning. Absolutely. Thank God for evolution. Sometimes you got to look back on life, see how far you came, and appreciate where you are. Remember man. you had that chain that was like a box of Newports, I think, or something like that? Yep. <laughs> yep. Shout out to N-O-R-E. Shout out to right. Nori. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Oh, we got a we got a young king joining us this morning, though. Mm-hmm. Corday will be joining us this That's morning. Right. His new album uh, from a bird's eye view comes out tomorrow. Yeah, it comes midnight tonight. So yes. we're gonna kick it with Corday in a little bit, and then we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about former President Donald Trump. He was doing an interview with NPR. They've been actually trying to get this interview done uh, for years now, and he ended up hanging up and cutting it short. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. What's happening? Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? No sports? Okay. Um, well, let's start with Donald Trump. He did an interview with NPR. They've been trying to get this interview done for six years now. He spoke with Steve Inskeep, and 
One of the things he talked about was our president, Joe Biden, and voting because he's still saying that there was fraud. It's, you think Biden no, got 80 million it's, votes? It's, it's true, I don't believe it. It's true that you, you got more got than any sitting president in, in the election you disputed. How come um, he couldn't? If I can, Mr. Biden, President, Mr. President. Let me ask you this question. How come Biden couldn't attract 20 people for a crowd? How come when he went to speak in different locations, nobody came to watch, but all of a sudden he got 80 million votes? If you'll, nobody believes If you forgive me, it may be because nobody the election believes. was about you. If- Basically, Trump said Joe Biden faking his screams. <laughs> All right. In addition to <laughs> he got that, all these screens, but ain't nobody showing up to his shows. That's what he said. We got he addressed followers. some things that Senator Mike Rounds, who is a Republican from South Dakota, said on ABC's This Week on Sunday. Now, Rounds said the election was fair, as fair as we have seen. We simply did not win the election as Republicans for the presidency. And if we simply look back and tell our people don't vote because there's cheating going on, then we're going to put ourselves in a huge disadvantage. Uh, so Donald Trump responded to that, and he also responded to... Arizona, if you guys recall in Arizona, they actually reviewed uh, that was one disputed state and Trump allies had a widely criticized review of millions of ballots. But even Doug Logan, who led Cyber Ninjas, which is the firm that ran the review, couldn't find anything. He said the ballots that were provided for us to count and the Coliseum very accurately correlate with the official canvas numbers. Here's what Donald Trump has to say. The ballots may correspond, but look at the ballots themselves. The number of ballots doesn't mean anything. It's who signed the ballots, where did the ballots come from. What you really have to do in that report is look at the findings. And the findings are devastating for Arizona. Why did Republican officials in Arizona accept the results then? Because they're rhinos, and frankly, a lot of people are questioning that. Why would they? They fought very hard, the Maricopa County people. And uh, people don't understand it, because all you have to do is look at the findings. Look what he said, though. He said uh, he said they're rhinos. The rhinos are acronym for Republicans and name only. So basically he's saying they not down with the team. They not down with the gang. If they was really down with the gang, they'd have did what I told them to do. Gotcha. Just like Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinnamon and Mardinos. Dinos, I guess. Democrats are name only. All right. In addition to that, you know, some people are feeling like Donald Trump, they need his endorsement, a lot of Republicans for midterms and to win those elections. And there's a lot of Republicans that are trying to get some of those seats right now and are calling on Trump to endorse them. And some people are saying that Trump won't endorse you unless you're saying that that election, the results were fraudulent. Well, here is what Donald Trump has to say about Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, also feels like it was a fair election and blames has blamed Donald Trump for January 6th. Why is it that you think that the vast majority of your allies in the United States Senate are not standing behind you? We did have that statement by Mike Rounds. Because Mitch McConnell is a loser. And frankly, (laughs) Mitch McConnell, if he were uh, on the other side and if Schumer were put in his position, he would have been fighting this like you've never seen before. I respect that, though. What's that? I want that's how I want the president, Joe Biden, to call out the people who are blocking his agenda and his party. That's what I mean when I say Trump would never stand for his people not falling in line. You're going to fall in line so I can get my agenda passed. Mm-hmm. Period. The way he called Mitch McConnell oh, a loser, that's why I want to I hear oh, President okay, Biden you. say that oh, about Joe Manchin. Oh, I'll help you, but for me to help you, I need this. That's right. You're oh, a loser. Oh, you're not going to do that? Right, go Send somebody to West Virginia to run against him. Like, if you're not going to play the way I want you to play, you got to go. All right, now Trump did end up hanging up on this interview. It was supposed to be 15 minutes, but it lasted just a little bit over nine minutes. 
Are you telling Republicans in 2022 that they must press your case on the past election in order to get your endorsement? Is that an absolute? They're going to do whatever they want to do. Whatever they have to do, they're going to do. But the ones that are smart, the ones that know, you take a look at people have no idea how big this issue is and they don't want it to happen again. And the only way it's not going to happen again is you have to solve the problem of the presidential rigged election of 2020. Uh, Mr. So President, Steve, thank if you I very much. Wait, 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 I one more it. question. I want to ask about a court hearing yesterday on January 6th. Judge Amit Mehta, he's gone. Okay. <laughs> he's gone. All right. Well, how did he hang up, though? He just never banged. Did. He was supposed to did be he bang 15? it? Bang no. it. I want him to bang it. No, he ain't banging like that. He, uh, he just like click. You think he had a house phone? He ain't say nothing. He ain't say bye. Nothing. He no. just nah, just bang. Damn. He left. It was supposed to be 15 minutes. It was nine. Unfollow. All right, well, that is your front page news. You just uh, blocked him? Just blocked him. It's over. It's a wrap. Get out of here. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, call us up right now. Again, the number is 800-585-1051. And I want to tell people out there, I, I've been hearing a lot of uh, carjackings where, you know, cars are bumping into you and then you pull over to see what the accident is or what the damage is and they're taking your car. So be very careful out there, no matter where you're at. If you get into, like, a little bump accident, just be careful. All right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's there? Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is a gas station. This gas station. This gas station. That's your name? Your nickname is Gas Station? That's where I work at. That's where I be calling from. So that's why I'm like, you know what? That's my name. Could you at least say the name of the gas station? Could you be Hess? Chevron, maybe? BP? I'm going to Shell. Shell. Okay, okay, I like that. All right, Young Shell. What's happening, Shell? Young Shell. I just wanted to reflect on uh, a little bit what I was speaking on with Nori this morning with, you know, how how he's a changed man and how, you know, it ain't nothing wrong with that. No, that's what life is about. That's what it's about. But, you know, a lot of, you know, People, young people, they think that it's like something wrong with making that change, or you a punk now, or you ain't with the business, or you this or that. Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. I, that's where I'm at, where I'm at, and I'm able to work at a gas station now because I don't care what nobody else thinks. I that's don't right. Care what, As you should. You know, yeah, yeah, that type of stuff. That type of thing. So, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Make the change. It's just well worth it. That don't mean you're a punk. That don't mean you're scary. That don't mean nothing. It don't mean none of that. It My brother, not only is there nothing wrong with it, it's everything right about it. Like, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You at work, you're getting a legal paycheck, you ain't got to worry about the police all down your back. You know, thank God for it exactly, all, brother. Exactly. And, exactly. and while I'm at work, I'm studying coding. I'm coding while I'm at work. So, there you go. You know, uh, I know that's right. I love that's to hear it. Should. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. So, uh, that, that's just what I'm on. It ain't nothing wrong with it. Young people out there, make that change for your kids. For your family, and I, you gonna look back and be like, "Damn, that was the best decision I made." Damn right, right brother. Yeah, that's it. Just sending that positive energy out here. That's it, man. I, I love y'all. Y'all take care. Love you too, King. Great day. All right, brother. Hey, hey, Charlotte, Charlotte, hey. Yes, sir. We whooping y'all asses weekend. We whooping y'all asses. No, you're not. You know, yeah. Yep. We gonna have. We gonna. We gonna shut Debo down, and we gonna stop y'all run, yes, and it's, it's it's gonna be an early day for the Cowboys. You gonna cry in the car, Craig. You gonna cry in the car. <laughs> cry in the car. I have a good one, Shell. Hello, who's this? Uh, Anonymous. Anonymous, what's up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, yeah. I just want to uh, basically tell y'all about what's going on down here in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. You got an off-duty cop uh, kill a black man, unknown black man, 
uh, basically stating that uh, man, the man basically ran into the road and jumped on a big ass F one fifty truck. I don't know how you just gonna do that. Uh, basically saying he was in fear for his life. And uh, is that the brother was, Jason Walker? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Jason Walker is thirty seven years old. Yes, sir. It's crazy because you have an eyewitness lady basically saying that he tried to run the the off duty cop tried to run him over with his car and then uh, got out and shot him in the back. And he trying to claim that he was in fear for his life. And I don't know how you could do that inside a big-ass F-150 and the guy's allegedly just crossing the street or whatever. It's crazy. Damn. Are activists in Fayetteville raising hell about it? Uh, I know they're going crazy. They're saying that Mr. Uh, Benjamin Crump's supposed to be out here talking today, uh, been protesting every day. So trying to get justice, and it's, it's just crazy the world we living in now, man. Oh, that's good. I mean, at least Ben Crump will bring attention to the situation because I, 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 I randomly saw that in the news yesterday. I ain't even really read about the details to be honest, but I just saw that in the news. Mm-hmm. Man, I just—it's just crazy to find that how a man would just run in and jump on a a person's truck, a F one fifty at that. We know how big them trucks is. Absolutely. And uh, basically. You weren't paying for your life so much. Why you didn't just drive away? That's all he had to do was drive away. That's right. If he feared for his life, he didn't have to use his firearm. He could have drove away. So hopefully that'll that'll be an easy case. But, uh, you know, when it comes to black people getting shot, it's never an easy case. Yeah, man. It's it's just sad out here, man. There's been a lot of killings out here in Fayetteville this year. Uh, I just want everybody to calm down, man. It's 2022. Everybody needs to be better to each other. I agree. You know what's sad, too, though, man? It's like, yo, you hear these stories, and the reason you, like, Glance by them because they all have the same keywords. Like you'll see police officer, black person shot, mm-hmm. and then you'll see Ben Crump going down. You don't know which one is which. They all are like just one long story at this point. It's sad, man. It's sad that we're even we even feel that way. All right. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, yo, this is JB calling from Virginia Beach. What up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, yo, I called last week, and I heard that your boy Melo called in uh, last week about the whole voting for Trump would have been better over Biden type of uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Good morning King. It's too early for being rude. But I wanted to say this. This is why uh, I, this is why I constantly say to our community, black and brown, yo, we got to engage on the local and state level as well. I agree. Federal is one thing, but local and state levels is where the power at. And right now, these Republicans are setting the stage for 2022 and 2024. And I say no Democrat or Republican should have enough power to override what the people are saying. So if we don't like what Joe Manchin or Christian Sinema is doing in, in office, we got to start mobilizing and getting people in office who actually got a voice for the people. That's why I don't understand why Democrats don't run people against them. When, when, I, when I see them not running folks against them, it makes me think that they really are all on the same team. What you said was um, a couple weeks back was it's really the easy solution. We got to start mobilizing and getting people because really Republicans don't have to win in 2022 or 2024. The problem is 
Democrats, like you said, are scared to run candidates against them. But we as the people got to start making those decisions for them or or challenging those, find out who's running or find out whose feet is up and start running people against them. Because in reality, none of them should have all that power. None of it. And they really need to start setting term limits on who, who, you know, basically, especially in the Senate. Mitch McConnell should not be able to run that many times and win. Like, after a certain limit, playboy, you've done like move on, like move on, like this. That's it. And really, we got to take the power out of their hands. So yeah, it's about it's, it's about to be bad. You got twenty, you got twenty eight Democrats retiring, you, brother, from the House. Mm-hmm. Like just straight up retiring. They just they just tired. They like we out. Hello, who's this? You're what's good, y'all? What's good? Everybody what's what's good? Good, good morning. What up? What up, bro? Get it off your chest. Man, I would have to say I don't rock with Trump whatsoever. But I respect this Jason. Like, he don't give a damn what come out of his house or how he treats anybody in that sense. He's going to get up what he got to say. And if, if necessary, he's going to hang up on it. <laughs> he, okay. he, he uses his power. That's all we want. Yeah. Like, I, I'm t- I, I would love to see Joe Biden calling out the people in his party that are blocking his agenda because the people that are blocking his agenda are really keeping us from getting what we need out here in these streets as citizens. Call him out. Exactly. Call out Joe exactly. Manchin. Make, Call out Kirsten Sinema. Everybody else looks. Excuse my mouth and all that, but you make everybody look. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why we do that. We got to stop using that as a derogatory term because we all love poom poom. Like, why would you call somebody something that you love? If, if if I don't like you, why would I call you something that I love? So we shouldn't use the D word either. He's a D. Yeah, you shouldn't. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Now imagine there was a a woman who is 22 years old, but she looks like she's eight years old. Well, there's a show on TLC called I Am Shauna Ray, and we'll tell you what people are saying about it. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, what up? Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, earlier this week, TLC premiered a new show called I Am Shauna Ray. Now, Shauna Ray is a 22-year-old woman who is trapped in the body of an 8-year-old. People really like her good sense of humor, and she just wants to be more independent. But she also talks about a multitude of things, because imagine who wants to date somebody like that. Here is Shauna Ray giving her background story on why she looks like she's eight years old. I was born with a malignant glioma in my head. It was discovered at six months, and after battling it, having surgery and battling chemo, I had an issue with my pituitary gland, which caused me to not grow. Like, I can't drive. I can't touch the ground when I sit. I have to climb things to get things. It is really hard to find clothes. I usually just go to random stores and look for anything that doesn't have, like, childish-looking, like, things on it. That's crazy. All right. In addition to that, she discusses what her dating life is like. Online dating is such a complicated process when you're different, especially when you're short and you look like a child. People are going to think it's like a catfish situation or you could get your account reported. It's a little complicated because I'm such a face-to-face person and I need to see how the person's reaction is and how they're reacting in public and everything. I honestly just want people to take away that no matter what you look like, we should be treated with respect because everyone has a story. I want to see her. 
She's had some bad situations where you never know what people want and some people that are attracted to young people, children yes. exactly, she said is an issue. And there's been times that she's attracted that, like super wow. old, creepy guys, but they like little yeah. young girls. And we just showed me the pictures. I like she can't go to a club because if you're if you're a bouncer and you see her coming up and she goes, I'm you gonna swear her ID fake. Like, nah, your ID's fake. Get out of here. If she goes to a bar or a restaurant, she orders because I can see her here drinking and smoke a hookah. I'm gonna, nobody gonna believe her about <laughs> her ID. Nobody gonna believe her ID. And then no disrespect, but if she attracts a guy online, aren't you gonna think that's kind of like a pedophile? Because that's the sa- it's sad because we live I mean? in a we live in an era of perception. So she looks like a little girl even though she's not. And if you date her, you look like a pedophile even though you're not. So she's probably gonna end up having to find someone with her same condition in order to ever find true love. Mm-hmm. All right. So and also the concept of the show is her, like I said, trying to be more independent because I guess her family won't loosen the reins. Yeah, because they probably always look at her as a little girl. But if you see it, and it's probably got to tra- be traumatizing to constantly tell people I got a condition. You yeah. know what I mean? But could you imagine, like, because if she's driving, right, and you look over and you see you calling driving, the police. Calling but she the said police. she can't drive because I guess she can't reach the. You know, she said oh, she can't even drive. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, even if you just see her wandering around late at night, you're like, hey, is this little girl, yeah, girl wandering, wandering around? around? Yeah. All right, now Sydney Potier, we lost him uh, exactly. Uh, you know, earlier this week, this past week. But it looks like Oprah and Apple had already started working on a documentary on his life. She'll be producing the movie through Harpo Productions, and Reginald Hudlin will be uh, also producing as well. So they've teamed up for this. The family is supporting in the project, and Reginald Hudlin is directing and producing. That's wild how that works, man. I be, I, I saw that with Sydney Portier and uh, even with Betty White. Betty White's documentary comes out on her, her birthday, birthday yeah. January 17th, when she turns 100. Yep. So if you don't think it's a beginning, a middle, and end to this thing, and it's already planned out by a higher power, you're crazy. I, I, just a quick question back to Shona Ray. Just a quick question. Uh, is their life expectancy a lot less because of that? Um, it's, I didn't see that yet. But it was oh. only the first episode that aired so far. And can so she have kids? That's on TLC. All right. All right, now Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet have announced that they are separating after four years of marriage. It's Aquaman, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They announced a decision in a joint statement that was posted on social media. They started dating back in 2005, but they didn't get married until 2017. So they did have two children together as well. Now they posted, we have all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding and our family is of no exception, feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring. And so we share our family news that we are parting ways in marriage. All That's right. horrible. Mm-hmm. And Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged. <laughs> so there's some good news. Megan Fox said in July of 2020, we sat under this uh, banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time, unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma somehow a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, as in every lifetime that will follow, I said yes, and then we drank each other's blood. Huh? What happened, huh? That's how she ended it. Mm. They drank each other's blood. That's what she said in the post. I don't know if that's true. Oh, well, congratulations, Megan Fox and uh, mm. Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Now, Machine Gun Kelly also posted as well. He said, I brought her back you know, to that same tree to ask her to marry me. I know tradition is one ring, but I designed it with Stephen Webster to be two. The emerald, her birthstone, and the diamond, my birthstone, set on two magnetic bands of thorns that draw together as two halves of the same soul, forming the obscure heart that is our love. 
So congratulations to the two of them. Mm-hmm. And another relationship news, Keisha Cole says she is going on a no D detox in 2022. No alcohol, no penis, no smoking, and trying to drink a liter of water a day. Oh, and taking my vitamins every day. Oh, while maintaining no attitude. So Sounds maybe. positive to me. I respect it. A detox. I'm on a clues bonds with Keisha Cole. Also, too, I said that it would be horrible if... Uh, it's horrible that uh, Jason and Lisa got a divorce. No, it's actually horrible to stay in a situation that, you know, is no longer fulfilling you. That's what's horrible. All right. Well, that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next. Yes, and the Bronx Towers, we discussed this, uh, what happened with the fire. Well, now the owners of that tower have been hit with a $3 billion class action lawsuit over the fire that killed 17 people. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Naomi McDuffie is a girl who knows exactly where she's going in life, but she's about to find out that nothing is what it seems. Tuesday on The CW from Ava DuVernay comes the can't-miss new series, Naomi. Don't believe everything you think and don't miss Naomi. Tuesday, 9, 8 central, only on The CW. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Now, Kyrie Irving looks like he can play some home games. Uh, the Nets will just have to pay a fine. Mm-hmm. And to me, the fine doesn't seem like it's that much money. Yeah, I think uh, it's for like the Nets a thousand organization. and two thousand and five thousand. It caps yeah. out at. A thousand for the first uh, offense, two thousand for the second offense. Uh, and five thousand for the fourth and fifth offense, so it'd be five thousand a game. But I think Sh- for the Nets, it's shouldn't that come out of his own pocket though? Because he's making a choice. He made a choice not to. Well, the team will know, be making a choice if they want him to play, because they could just not that let him true. play, as they yeah. have done. So if they want him to play, I would think they'll pay the fine. Yeah, and and if I own the Brooklyn Nets, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. I think I would make him pay it. I want my team to. Win. I, would, I, I, I want my point. team to win too, but I think I would make him pay it because he is making a choice. All right, well, what else we got, Yeezy? All right, well, the owners of the Bronx Tower that caught on fire and killed 17 people, they have been hit with a $3 billion class action lawsuit that was filed by two tenants. They allege the landlords had actual notice of defective conditions at the 19-story building. Officials said a self-closing door malfunctioned, and that's what let smoke pour out of an apartment that was set ablaze by a space heater on Sunday. Another plaintiff said that the door to her 18th-floor apartment never closed on its own during the 15 years that she lived there, she said we always had to pull it closed. So there's supposed to be self-closing doors. So what would have happened is it wouldn't have spread as quickly uh, and the whole building wouldn't have burned down and killed that many people. Yes. So Fat Joe, as you know, has been getting donations for relief and he did go on TMZ Live and talked about what inspired him to team up with the New York City Mayor Eric Adams to help survivors and those who lost loved ones. I had a ton of friends I contacted all day from the morning. Uh, Jay-Z, DJ Khaled, LL Cool J, I mean, Nas. Such a long list. And I was just telling them these, the importance of us helping these people because most of them are immigrants from Africa, Gambia. And uh, one thing, uh, the homeless, the people who did survive are homeless is below zero in New York City. It's just so, when you look into it in detail, uh, it's just a terrible uh, outcome, a terrible future. And so we got the help as, as much as we can. So, Yeah, that's what I donated to yesterday. I donated, Fat Joe's got the link in uh, his bio on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
All right, and there's a new winter storm that is headed toward the Midwest and moving into the Northeast by early next week. They said tonight, actually, is where some place is going to get hit with snow up to eight inches across the Midwest starting this evening. And then winter storm watches are in effect for parts of South Dakota, Minnesota, and Iowa into Friday. They expect that to move southeast, and that's going to include Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. They could see snow and ice, and then to the east coast. So there could be some impacts to the northeast Sunday night through Monday. And they're saying New York City could be hit with significant snow this weekend. It's too early to tell exactly how it's going to travel, um, but they are giving warnings already. That would be amazing. They get hit with snow this weekend and it's a holiday weekend. Three-day weekend. Oh, oh man, weekend. that would be incredible. I forgot. I like waking up to, with, with the kids and the kids looking out the window, seeing the snow. I love yeah. But then they hit you with the, can we go outside? And that's when you realize you ain't got no snow clothes and no you winter clothes. I snow clothes, man. I told you where to go. And Target you just sells it. Walmart sells it, man. Man, every time it snows, I get up early and I, I shovel while it's still snowing. And then I, I go back out again. I shovel like three times so that by the time, you know, I put my salt down and everything, it's too hard if you wait till the end of the snow. Yeah. Me and right. the kids love the snow. Now, Quebec has introduced a significant tax on unvaccinated Canadians. They're the first Canadian province to charge a health tax. If you aren't vaccinated against COVID, they've been suffering the highest number of COVID-related deaths in Canada, and they're currently battling another spike in cases. So they said now if you're in Quebec and you're over the age of 18, you must get your first dose in the next few weeks. Otherwise, you will get a fine. Right now, only about 12.8% of residents aren't vaccinated, but they account for nearly a third of all hospital cases. So So they got to pay their own fine? Yeah, they have to pay a fine if they don't get vaccinated. Kyrie, Kyrie, pay fine. <laughs> you got to pay your Ky- fine. Kyrie said he ain't playing. The, the Nets wanted him back. You know, Kyrie said he wasn't playing. Because the, the Nets, Nets came, made a choice, Nets, too. They, they, they made a choice. to continue to let him <laughs> sit out. Hey, yo, said, I'm all, coming back. all I'm saying is if you make the choice not to get vaccinated, you got to pay your own fine. Nets got to pay that one. All right, well, that is your front page news. I just got a quick question. You know, it's 2022. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, space heaters were, were, were very dangerous. How is it 2022 and space heaters are still this dangerous? Like, there's no regulations on space heaters to make sure if they do tip over or they do fall over. Like, that's not weird to anybody. Think about it. Space mm. heaters always been very dangerous. As a kid, they'd be like, be I'm trying to think what exactly. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking kerosene heater and space heater. Yeah, but they always, been, both. They always been dangerous. But we they, they don't have regulations on a space heater. But it's almost like a gremlin, right? Like a magua. Like, certain things you're not supposed to do with a space heater. You're not supposed to keep it near certain things. Mm. Right? So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, have I don't a know. a screen on it or something, you know what I mean, to protect it because... Space heat has been causing these type of fires for a long time. A hundred percent. So it's like, it, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. but, you know, if you're freezing and sometimes if your heat's not, what else are you going to yeah, do? No, yeah, no, no, you no. Might leave, you might you leave it, it on. Yeah, you might leave it on at night. You know what I mean? But shouldn't they have like a timer or so, like something? Like, because, you know, like anything else, there's regulations to make sure things don't like this don't happen, especially with space heaters. But it seems like it always happens with space heaters. Mm. Right. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Corday will be joining us. The young us. King Corday, his album from a bird's eye view drops tomorrow. I know y'all saw that L.A. Leakers freestyle yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, man, make sure you go check that out. But check him out on The Breakfast Club first. All right. We're going to kick it with Corday next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The good young brother, Corday. Corday! <laughs> What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? Peace, Welcome. King. Peace, God. How y'all feeling? How New you album f- this Friday, mm-hmm. Bird's Eye View. Mm-hmm. Explain the title. I think I know what I feel like the title means, but it, but explain it. Yeah, so um, from a bird's eye view, it, it's basically like a double meaning, right? 
and obviously the listener can interpret it their their own way mm -hmm. but um when i had wrote it it basically means to see things from outside of yourself you know to see things from a zoomed out lens like from another perspective mm -hmm. a multi-perspective album and it's things that i've you know gone through things that i've witnessed things i've experienced things that i've seen and I'm giving you all of that, you know, from a bird's eye view. I'm taking you into this world from mm -hmm. there. So it's like a double meaning. Yeah, because right. track number one starts off with your brother spitting from jail. Mm -hmm. How has Shiloh, Shiloh? Yeah, Shiloh. 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 Yeah. How has that been? Because, I mean, you guys came up together, rapping mm -hmm. together, and now you're successful, but he can't necessarily enjoy in the success. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's not as fun, you know, like doing like the dope stuff that we do all the time and the lifestyle that we live it's really only like truly fun when you got like loved ones around you when you got your your homies with you whoever your significant other whoever it may be that's when it's really fun so um i kind of get a little like guilty sometimes like uh, a bit of survivor's survivor guilt, if you will yeah, yeah. you know but you know we working diligently shout out uh robert rooks he's been helping me out um trying to you know get him out working with you know all different type of lawyers and um just not giving up, man. You know, it's like a, it's a story that's like, we. How many times we heard a story like this? You know, All so the time. um, you got twenty five, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. He got twenty five. Is that your real brother? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I know in, 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 on the entry goes, uh, mom was a stripper, pop was a pimp, and he. I mean, we was like, it's like the the way it is. We like grew up in the same household, like, but different mom, different dad, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But we've been living together like since we was little. Mm -hmm. That it's it's not blood, but it's blood. If that makes gotcha. sense, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. You you know how I go. Absolutely. But I say all that to say, you know, when we was both rapping coming up, he was popping before I was. Like he was, he had a real buzz going on, and um, me seeing him like blowing up, that kind of like motivated me in a way, you mm -hmm. know. So um, just trying to get him back out here. So I felt like it was only right to start off the album with my brother just giving, you know, some bars. And even like. on the album, you talk about being in a position to be able to open gates for other people. Mm -hmm. And so in the position that you're in to be able to help him and get lawyers and try to figure things to be able to help him get out, yeah. I'm sure that's important too. For sure. I mean, because he got locked up in 2017. You mm -hmm. know, obviously this is before I was on. And um, he was eight. He just turned 18 years old. Like they held him in, in court. He, so he got locked up when he was 17. Wow. They held him in contempt until he was 18 charge him as an adult so he got 25 years 24 years to be exact and um him and um my boy mac who got 30 years and i was like man if i was in a position i'm in now like we would have been able to get you know proper legal representation yeah. you know and um so we're just trying to work on it right now getting my bro home who is this album about because i've already been in debates over the past couple of days because some folks think you're rapping about yourself and they like I don't know if Corday is about that life. I'm like, I don't know that, man. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And then I'm like, I think he's rapping from the perspective of his people. Uh, it's a multi-perspective album, like um, Mama's Hood. Um, Love it. I, thank you. I wrote that song, like, the day after one of my, my close friends from high school got killed, my mm -hmm. boy Pitt. And, uh, again, just dealing with survivor's guilt, man. And and I'm not, like, screaming, woe is me or whatever, because this is shit we all deal with mm -hmm. just all the time, you know? So um, I wrote that after the day, like one of my homies got killed and we used to play on the basketball team together. Like his mom used to give me uh, rides home from school and vice versa, you know. So that song came from that. Each Every single song on this album came from like a real life experience, an event like the intro, John Michelle. I wrote that like one of the first days of the pandemic. That's why it's so dark and it mm -hmm. feels like so like anguish and like hopeless, you know, because that was the, the frame of mind. Westlake High, like the the outro of the song. That's my I, favorite song. Nah, thank you. I wrote that um 
Man, me and the homies, we was actually off shrooms, man, in the studio. <laughs> and um, I was just, and that's when I found that sample. When I picked that joint out, we were like just chopping that beat, going crazy over it. But I was like, man, I wanted everybody to feel like how I felt that day. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a vibe. It goes without saying, right? Want for me. I'm speaking of it from the perspective of a, uh, a, a woman, you know, like. And it's about like the duality of man and woman. You know, woman um, was made from the man's rib. That's why we can't live. You be the judge, but ain't no Uncle Phil without in that vib. Yeah, right. yeah. Mother nature and father time, moonlight and sunshine. Everything's in the connected, and it's all by design. Not you know the plug my by my balls in from the album, but for sure appreciate that. I wish we understood that as humans, though. I wish we understood that what? we're all made of the same ingredients. For sure. And society is what created this patriarchy and everything else. Like I'm. Divine feminine and sacred masculine. For sure. All of us are. For sure. I wish we understood that. That's what you was explaining to me. Absolutely. Let's go back to Bomber's Hood. Break break that down. Cause you said it's real life experiences that lead you to write every record. So break break down Mama's Hood. So Mama's Hood, I wrote that like I said, um, the day after my boy Jawan Ross had got killed. My boy, we called him Pitt. And um, I'm dealing with survivor's guilt like crazy, man. Like, I'm I'm in, you know, I'm living in Los Angeles at this time in a, a decent neighborhood and all of these things. But it's still so much going on back home that I feel like, you know, we all want to be a superhero, mm -hmm. you know. And at this point in time, like, I can't bring everybody with me. Like, I got, you know, a couple of homies with me. But, like, realistically, like, it's not, I can't bring the whole hood with me. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, impossible fiscally. And um, <laughs> like for real, it's just the, it's just the truth. Like we being real, so I, I try to always put my people in positions of power to where they can do whatever. Like okay, this homie, and when they're ready, also you know okay, got the homie right here. He's really good with with styling and clothes. Okay, you gonna be my stylist, my boy right here. Okay, I bring you on the road with me. You always been organized. You gonna be the road manager. Okay, you good on this? That's the cool thing about doing mm -hmm. music, and that's why I got infinite gratitude about the position I'm in because I'm able to travel the world and get paid to travel the world and make music like that's that concept is still crazy to me mm -hmm. you know i get to make music for full time like i'm at the breakfast club talking to y'all you know i always like to live in the moment you know so i say that to say that i'm able to have these experiences like with my friends that it makes it so much more dope and again i can't bring everybody with me at at this point so when he got killed i'm like man i could have saved bruh you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I felt like, We man. always feel like that. Yeah, though. I was like, man, I should have just brought him on tour with mm -hmm. me. I could have just brought him out to Cali. I could have saved, bro. That's like, um, yeah, it, it, it's crazy, man. I, I was wondering about Mama's Hood. Like, you got the bird's eye view of your Mama's Hood now. You're speaking mm -hmm. from a 25-year-old perspective. But when you were there in that hood, in mm -hmm. that environment, what was your view then? It didn't seem like bad to me. That was mm -hmm. just like my reality this is just all i'm used to you until know but you leave and for sure like, hey, <laughs> yeah now nah, until i go back i'm like oh my god <laughs> this train is terrible but I, I say all that to say like the things that we normalize you know as black people growing up in the environments we grow up in it's like it's not normal it's not normal mm -hmm. like i'll be telling like some people like yeah man i just lost uh rest in peace my boy little tony um be talking about just homies that got killed like the last couple of years mm -hmm. and things of that nature and they're like oh my god are you okay and i'm like i'm not thinking nothing of it because it's normal it's normal to me we turn trauma into culture unfortunately tragedy you can transmute that in, into good music you mm -hmm. know and you know it's not worth it obviously i'd rather have my my, my homie here than mm -hmm. the song mm -hmm. but um this this album is just me transmuting all my my real life emotions and feelings just into song form and i think that's where the best art comes from 
All right, we got more with Corday. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Corday. For people that don't know, the YBN. Mm-hmm. Now, on the album, you say, I, I, got, I dropped it because I wasn't giving, I didn't own it. Yeah, for sure. So break it down for people that don't know why you dropped the YBN. Yeah, I mean, we can't be out here. I can't be out here talking to these kids and preaching ownership when I'm building up this brand that I don't have ownership in. And, you know, before... I dropped the YBN. I talked to Namir about it. I just, that's all. I didn't really care what the world thought. I just wanted his blessing, if anything, for lack of a better word, right? I was just like, yo, this is what I'm finna do because of this, this, and that. I just wanted to let you know, and I just wanted your blessing before I did it. And uh, he gave it to me, and that's all that mattered to me. I didn't really care about anything else, so. I was also watching Jimmy Fallon, and he was saying that when you come home to your mom's house, your mom still makes you do chores. Mm-hmm. Is that factual? So your mom makes you, boy, go wash the dishes. Yeah, she did that like the first couple of times. And then recently <laughs> I've been getting like a maid service to just help it out. <laughs> I hire someone to do it for you. getting money now, mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I still, I, I'll do whatever. When, but it, when it's like something just like, Sometimes I'll be lazy. I be wanting to go home. You ain't cutting no grass. For sure. Yeah, like I've when been I working. Home, I'm trying to relax. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here to, to chill and cook a meal and um <laughs> and get a and get a home cooked meal. Now, why why was the movie Coach Carter so inspiring to you? It was just on the TV that day in the studio. <laughs> Honestly, I was really sitting in the house watching Coach Carter. I like I think this movie older than Corday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, nah, that um I don't. Were you at Shrooms watching it? Nah, not that time. Not that time. <laughs> Bro, you wrote a whole record. And it's dope. Coach Carter. Nah, I thank was like, you. Is this- I remember my uncle had like a, a Dodge Charger with the suicide doors. And I, I I don't know why that just popped in my head. And I just remembered. I was like, suicide doors and on 24s. And it was just like, it gave me that real like Jaheem. I was listening to Jaheem Fabulous. like, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this record is like. It just brings that feeling, and not to say I wanted to emulate that a uh, uh, copy or to do that, but um, I say that to say I just wanted a, a song with a real southern drawl. And when mm-hmm. I heard that beat, that really like brought that feeling of like that gritty south thing. So that's why I thought about. I used to dream about a Dodge Charger with mm-hmm. the suicide doors and the, the the spinning rims on it back in 05, 06, You know the Boosie days where all the Chrysler three hundreds yep. back when people was pimping those drinks out. You know what I'm saying? All of that. That Jaheem record, fabulous, is phenomenal. I, you know, because you know Jaheem challenged us to a versus. Oh, for real? Yeah, and he I was, challenged Usher? He challenged <laughs> Usher. Nah, he don't want no smoke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I nah, said, that's Jaheim crazy. Man, I love his confidence. But that's... And I, I love his confidence. I love Jaheem. Shout yeah. out Jaheem. But that's that's wild. Okay, you're a young man, so I'm glad that you're here, and I'm glad we're talking about this. Chris Brown or Usher? Ah, I don't know, to be honest. Bro. And I'm not even trying to be, like, politically correct, like, f*** all that. I really don't know. We got to sit here... And look Go at the, the magnitude of the catalogs. And I wasn't around, but the thing is, like, I was four years old when 8701 came out. Yeah, when My yeah, Way yeah. came out, I wasn't alive for all of these things. Right. You know, I was like eight years old when um, Confessions came Brown. out. You grew up more with Chris Brown. I grew up with Usher as well, you know, like, I remember Yeah and mm-hmm. all of these things, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I wasn't, like, out in the club at the time. I wasn't, like, having sex outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, like, Chris Brown is, like, you know, so I say that to say, I don't know, man, but they both like the Michael Jack. They both icons they and they all right. And it would also be what Usher. song is against what song, too. Because if yeah. you're doing it song by song, it depends on what they pick. Because they each yeah. have way more than 20 songs. Yeah, way pick. more. Usher like, got nuclear weapons, though, bro. Like, so, does Chris Chris Brown. Brown. No. so does Chris Brown. So does Chris Brown. What? Usher got 20 when he start, excuse me, miss? What? Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Chris is dope. Chris is phenomenal. But, man, Usher, bro. 
Nah, they both. Yeah, loyal. These hoes ain't loyal. That was nah for sure. Nice and I'm a, slow. I'm a huge yo. I'm a huge Usher fan, and I'm a huge Chris Brown fan. Like I took my mom to go see Usher in Vegas mm-hmm. at his residency. Oh, that's dope. Uh, Chris sure, Brown, Jason Derulo. Nah, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. I'm sure it, was. it was. It was Usher. It was Usher. And um, one shout out Usher. He showed me hella hospitality. And um, like I said, I'm a huge Chris Brown fan. Like I love mm-hmm. like his his catalog, man. And I think he's like extremely underrated for he's like a real icon man mm-hmm, like just is. straight up just is, yeah. consistency of just being a superstar you know he's phenomenal i was gonna ask you you know in the album you say you're underrated right mm-hmm. you say you're underrated a couple times on the album but you've been nominated for multiple awards mm-hmm. the og's effort you lil wayne's on the album eminem nas why do you still feel Roddy that rich way? stevie um, wonders on the album yeah why for do you sure feel that way i mean because OG's effort you obviously you're nominated yeah um I don't know man and you I, get busy for sure I appreciate that um I don't know I feel like every artist feel like they're a little underrated and um I still recognize I still got a lot of growth to do like musically as an artist as a human being and um I don't know but I'm at a place in my life like my new word of this year is just gratitude like right. I really got infinite gratitude I wait that's my new thing my I wake up every morning and I just say like what I'm thankful for cuz I like what do I look like sitting up here complaining about right. anything bro mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I wrote that like the beginning of like mid 2020 but um, you always gonna feel until I'm like selling out arenas and stadiums. I'm always gonna feel like I'm underrated. It's refreshing, right? Because I on the album and I'm paraphrasing. You say something like, "God willing, we'll sell some records," and you said it almost yeah. like an afterthought. Like that's not even the most important thing to you. For sure. Why do you feel that? I don't know. We live in such like a numbers-driven society. Everything is based upon stats. Like when it comes to sports, when it comes to to music, even like when you're on a plane, it's like. First, and it's all a classism thing. Like it's first class. Then you got premium economy. Then you got um, comfort plus, and then economy. And I think it's and just then a, basic economy. Then basic <laughs> economy. Like it's 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 a separatism, a, a mode of like separating people and human beings. And I think numbers is another way to do this. Okay, if you score thirty points, you are an elite NBA player. When in reality, if you made it to the NBA. You elite, That's you right. know. And you know, obviously, there's a difference between like a LeBron James and um, another player who <laughs> he was like, let me not, no, 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 I just can't think of nobody. Right. But um, I don't know, man. It's a fine balance. But the way I measure my impact is when I'm doing these shows. Like, okay, if I do this tour and it's all sold out, I know the album did what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the way I really measure my success. But again, that's still numbers, though. That's right. still Because you can be critically acclaimed and not sell a lot of records, too. Yeah, for sure. Of like. Like, who's your ticket. bar? What do you mean? Like, when you. As far as like just artists, like, who's your bar? Like, if you say, if I get to this level, then I'm good. Probably Kanye West. Like, okay. musically and creatively um, and success wise. My, my ultimate goal as an artist, man, is to do stadiums around the world. And like within the next seven to eight years, I want to be a stadium artist. So until then, going back to the question, then I, I'm going to be underrated in my head. Now, she mentioned Stevie Wonder. How did you hook up with Stevie Wonder? So um, we originally linked up. Um, he reached out to me to, to get on a record of his like a couple months ago called Can't Put It in the Hands of Fate. Were you surprised when Stevie called you? was like, Corday. Uh, man, no. I- let me you, tell y'all. Let me if he tell. FaceTime you, you'd be surprised. No, he did FaceTime me on God, right hand to God. I got. See, I why can't can, he FaceTime? But look, let me finish. So, <laughs> this isn't the first time he FaceTime me. So, um, we linked up, started because we was working on records for like four or five days in a row. And one time, I'm in my room sleep and I'm laying down, and he FaceTimes me, 
one I answer because I save his number as like Steveland Morris. That's what he told me to save his number as. I'm like, who the f is this? Like, Steveland Morris. And then I'm like, then he called back again. I'm like, Steveland Morris. I'm like, oh, that's Stevie. And I'm, mind you, I'm laying down in bed and all of that. He can't see you. So look, so let me finish. So it's midnight. And uh, he called me, and I knew he was going to tell me to pull up to the studio, but I didn't want to tell him, like, I'm laying in bed, because he's so cool. He'd be like, nah, man, well, just pull up on me tomorrow. It'll be another. But this Stevie one, it ain't going right. to. I'm going to pull up on I'm you up. right then Whatever. and there. I'm in the moment. Whatever. Yeah. I'm in the moment. And so I'm like, uh, not much, man. I'm chilling in the studio, but I'm looking this man <laughs> dead in his face talking about something. I'm laying down in right. bed. I'm like, yeah, I'm in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm up. I'm working. And he's like, oh, well. Yeah, pull up on me, man. I'm at the studio. So man. he didn't have shades when he FaceTimed you? He did have on okay, shades, okay, okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, at first, man, I didn't really know if he was blind or not because he moved so, like, swiftly. And Everyone says that. They don't for real? I didn't believe <laughs> he was blind. And then, like, I accidentally, uh, I almost tripped him up. And I was like, oh, nah, he's blind for real. <laughs> How you almost trip up Stevie? It wasn't me. He, oh, I seen him almost, like, trip up. Mm -hmm. But I say that to say he's extremely, like, adept, like, as a blind man. And he's, like... Man, he's one of one, bro. Mm -hmm. Like they don't make him like him no They're more. They're not the even gyms, gonna realize it until he passes. Mm -hmm. Bro, the gems this dude dropped on me, bro. Like is I never got like knowledge and game like that. All right, we got more with Corday. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Corday Yee. How many Birkins have you bought so far? You gotta ask his account when he said. Mm, like three. Okay. Birkins are very expensive, by the <laughs> yeah. way. That's crazy. But they're investments, like, though. For right sure. Here, I don't know if you look at the They always now. go out. Right they now, always go 30, up. 30, about 35000 for the Birkin. You probably paid anywhere from 8 to 12. So they, that's they're, they're great investment. You know exactly. Well, I, I, mean, I don't is. know what the situation is, but you're. It, your lady's way richer than you. Way richer than me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't hurt nobody. I have no problem with that. <laughs> but you know what, though? But you know, gifts, though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, it, I mean, it's public information. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But um, you still got, no matter how much money your lady makes, you still got a spoiler. You know what I'm saying? I still like to do fly <laughs> shit like that. You know, you, you got to. And it's the thoughtful stuff that matters the most, I'm sure. Too. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, I grew up in a household to where, like, you just the mind the mind frame that southern thing where like the man just gotta you know go above and beyond so I just try to always you know you know do little little slight stuff not little in that situation you just gotta be the nicest man you can possibly <laughs> be you absolutely. ever seen that Chappelle Oprah sketch yeah absolutely that's how you yeah, yeah, be yeah, like yeah, that yeah, with yeah, nice yeah, yeah. for sure you, you have a girl that makes more money than you a woman that makes more money than you who's paying that at dinner Depends what we eating. Depends what we eating. Nah, for sure. Paying dinner when y'all go out. I pay dinner every time. Do you feel like her career makes you have to be more under a microscope? Because they'll look at stuff that you do, and then she gets criticized for whatever. Nah, not really, man. It, it's no pressure on that. Like, because we both are individuals in our mm -hmm. own sport, you know. So it's just we just move that way. Can you play tennis? Not at all. You have never you tried. tried? Mm mm. They <laughs> don't even try. But like I, I did. I tried one time, but like. You know, she don't, try to hop, she don't try to hop. She don't try. I respect the craft. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She don't try to hop in the booth, so I, I don't try to gotcha. go in, in, on the court. <laughs> Do you try to separate the two on purpose because you don't want them to ever start like saying that's her boyfriend. Like you know, they'll start labeling you that. Yeah, for you sure. I mean? Like you know, I try to just keep the the personal life personal and private. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why you ain't gonna see like A song for her. Yeah, you you you're not gonna see too much like uh, of my personal life. You ain't gonna see like my mom on my Instagram. You ain't gonna see my you know nothing that's that's real personal. I try to keep that separate. You know. Have you ever written a song for her but not put it out? I don't know, man. We gotta see. Listen to the album from Bird's Eye View. Let's see. Thank you. Appreciate Chronicles that. Chronicles is dope. That Chronicles is featuring her and Little Durk and Corday has to go. So listen. and not her as in 
Her. Yes, not the her. Artist. Yes. Yeah, awesome. that's one of my. Yeah, that's a. That's I, I rock with that. That mm-hmm. her killed that. By the she's way, her and little dirt. So yeah, no, nah, they they killed that. By the way, they what, both killed that. I got one last question because because I feel like you know I learned a lot about you on this album, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what got you to that point? Did you start going to therapy? Did you start doing some spiritual work on yourself? Like, what got you to the point where you were able to even talk about some of these things? Honestly, the pandemic sort of helped me grow a lot as a human being because I was able to be a lot more like self-reflective, a lot more self-analytical, just having more time to think about things. I was calling people and apologizing for stuff I did like six months ago. Wow. You know, and... um, Like what kind of stuff? I don't want to get into too much detail about it, but I can't think of it off the top of my head, but just basically like I'll have an argument with somebody and as human beings, we all tend to have like main character syndrome, you know, and... I just try to think about things from a more zoomed out, wider lens at this time. So that's when I came up, you know, with high level, my label and my brand in the middle of this quarantine. I was reading a lot of books. I haven't read on my own like leisure on in my own free time since being like a kid, you know, like actually finishing books and knocking out a bunch of them. I read like 10 different books. Um, I reread like Think and Grow Rich. I read like Oof. Atomic Habits, um, a bunch of different like self-help books. And I say all that to say um, that played a part as well, just me reading, but more so just me having a lot more time to self-reflect, to be self-critical, self-analytical, and just think about like, what do I really want out of this thing we call life? What do I, and me recognizing the position I'm in, because I'm kind of in a um, a living social experiment. Like, mm. it's it's like trading places. You take somebody, and, and a lot of artists and people in entertainment, it's we're all like a living social experiment. Because it's like you take somebody from the bottom who comes from nothing, come from the trenches, whatever, and you get them access to millions of dollars and uh, fame and all of these things within a year's time, a couple years time. So this whole concept of being famous and and, and fairly wealthy is like still brand new to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, they literally made a movie about it. it's trading places, right, right, you know, right. or without the second half, right? Mm-hmm. But um. <laughs> It's a social experiment, so I had to deal. I never really got time to sit down and like (sighs) breathe and take Mm -hmm. it in, like what I've done so far, what position am I in? Okay, how can I move more calculated and and make the most out of this thing that we call life? And um, that's what the pandemic allowed me to do. And through a lot of this is where these songs came from. That's where, uh, like I said, a John Michelle, uh, a Mama's Hood, a Want From Me, um, Coach Carter, like a lot of reminiscing, nostalgia. I was able to travel a lot, like without having to work. Every time I travel before, it's because I got to do a show that mm-hmm. same day. I got to do meet and greets, do whatever else I may have to do. So I wasn't able to like really enjoy and, you know, really see these things. So I was going back home a lot, um, you know, traveling to Ghana, traveling to London for a little bit, Paris. And just a, a new, I love creating in New York. New York's just a vibe. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a straight up vibe. Um, I think I wrote Sinister in New York, matter of fact. And um, just trying to grow as a person. And I'm far from perfect, man. I ain't about to sit up here and act like I got all the answers. We and all I'm figuring just, it out. Man, I'm figuring this out day right. by day. I'm winging this thing, man, for the Absolutely. most part. And um, But just trying to do it with a little more um, self-awareness, that's all. And just trying to grow every day, man. Like, I'm never going to pretend like I'm infallible and I'm I'm on my square 100%. Like, I make mistakes like everybody else do. I'm far from perfect. But 
I'm just I'm just trying to figure it out, man. That's and it's all. never going to stop. Go. I'm 43 years old, and I'm in therapy, and I got sacred purpose coaches, and spiritual leaders, and all kind of stuff. It's never going to stop. Man, right. that's how you know you're getting money, man, when you're able to invest into, like, your well-being. You know, like, yeah. I just got, like, a a holistic practitioner, and that was, like, life-changing for me. Shout out my boy Nate. Um I gotta get it. I gotta get a therapist. I never thought about it honestly until every time I come here, you make me <laughs> contemplate getting therapy. But um, I say that music is like my therapy for mm-hmm. me. Like mm-hmm. me writing down with that pen and pad. That's why I'm so vulnerable with my music and so transparent. But um, yeah, man, just just trying to grow step by step, plant a seed day by day. Well, let's All get right. to a joint off the album. What you want to hear? A bird's eye view. Uh, what y'all want to? You know, let's start off with Chronicles, man. Chronicles? I think that's gonna be a good. I think that's gonna be a big one. Oh. I think so too. Chronicles featuring her and Little Dirk. Make sure mm-hmm. y'all go grab uh, from a bird's eye view, man. Please Absolutely. do that. Truth to my guy Corday. Appreciate y'all. Corday, Corday, you nah, one of the good y'all. ones, man. You gotta. Absolutely. We gotta start celebrating the people in our culture, especially the young ones that's doing the right things and not the goofy. Nah, I appreciate you know that, I mean? man. Appreciate that. That means the world coming from y'all. Infinite gratitude just for y'all having me up here. You know, at one point in time, like, I mean, I used to complain about the interview grind, the promo grind, mm-hmm. but now I was like, man, it was one point in my life where I would have killed to be on The Breakfast Club. I would have mm-hmm. killed to, to be interviewed for somebody to even listen to me. So I, I appreciate y'all for supporting me since the very beginning and happy to be here, man. We for definitely real. appreciate Absolutely. you too. Dope. All right, well, it's called Day. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. All right, shout out to Corday for joining us. Salute to my good brother, Corday. Good right. brother right there. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's keep it with Corday. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, Corday also was on L.A. Leakers and did a freestyle that everybody's been talking about. So listen to this. Okay. Nah, he went stupid on that. He rapped over three different beats. He rapped over... Uh... Jada Kiss, he wrapped over a Biggie record. And Kodak. Yeah, I think it was Gimme the Loot, was it? No, Kicking the Door. Yeah. Kicking the Door. Yeah, crazy. And uh, Put Your Hands Up. Put Your Hands Up, yep. Mm-hmm. And Kodak, yeah. Drop on the clues, boss, for Kodak. My brother can rap. Kicking the Door at Midnight Tonight. I mean, um, when I say that, um, his From a Bird's Eye View, Midnight Tonight. Sound like you got a plan, you. You got a little crew, a little Brooklyn hustlers kicking indoors. <laughs> uh, sound, sound like you told your plan just now. Anyway, uh, let's talk about <laughs> a third Young Dolph murder suspect has been arrested and charged. A third suspect during a press conference, U.S. Marshal uh, Tyrese Miller revealed that 27-year-old Shundell Barnett has been charged with being an after-the-fact accessory. All right, so they did offer that reward, remember, for any information leading to the arrest. And they put a lot of hours into capturing everybody. So now a third person has been uh, arrested and charged. Now that one, he was... Uh, Helping the other guy hide, right? Helping the other guy get away, allegedly. Yeah, they said he um, was discovered in the vehicle with Johnson, with one of the others, uh, with Justin Johnson. and They're going to squeeze him. Because mm-hmm. he going to be like, you wasn't there. You're about to get 20 years to life. Just tell us what happened, and we'll let you free. They're probably going to squeeze the hell out of him. It's just a tragic story all across the board, because, of course, you know, Young Dolph was no longer here, but then you got mm-hmm. those three black men they going to jail forever mm-hmm. you know what I mean nobody wins in situations like this that's why I'd be like Yo, all of this be for nothing now they are also saying at least one of his murder suspects also used his gun to carjack the Benz used as a getaway car in the fatal shooting according to the police 
So that's going to be a whole other charge. So a woman mm-hmm. in a white Mercedes-Benz said she was approached by two men armed with AR-style guns, and they demanded her car. She told cops one of the men hit her with the muzzle of a gun before she got out of the car and fled on foot. And if they get 100 years, it's like, okay, who's who, who, who supposed to feel sorry for How them? about this? She fled on foot. They tried to start the car. She still had the key in her pocket. So then they had to chase her. No, man. Grab her back and then bring her back in the car to no, start the man. car. No, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's when they hit it with the, the, the back her, of the gun. They made her start the car. And then uh, they also dusted the car for fingerprints. They got a match for Cornelius Smith as well. All right, now, Young Dolph's longtime partner, Mia J. They have children together. They were planning their wedding. She did her first interview with ABC News Live uh, Prime's Lindsay Davis. And here's what she had to say about how his death impacted her family. When I say they stole my future, it's like, you know, it, it, took, it, it, it has taken a long time to iron out the kinks, being with a celebrity, someone who's very busy, that's on the road a lot, and family kind of, you know, can take a, a back seat. But he finally, you know, made the sacrifices and was present. And we were doing things like, you know, planning our our, our wedding, you know? Mm. And after being with him almost a decade and getting to that point where we can submit our love, that's been taken from me. And to, mm-hmm. to find strength in it all is very, very difficult for me. Stole her future, stole their kids' future, mm-hmm. stole the community's future. You don't know what that brother Young Dolph was going to do. You don't know who he was going to, you know, turn out to be. He was already doing a lot of different things in his community. And you just snatched that away for what? Now, Mia J also spoke about her Black Men Deserve to Grow Old campaign. She yes, actually we had, do. She actually launched that following the death of her brother, uh, Jeremy Jardine. She said, I give honor to God in this because I had no idea that me putting this campaign together to help my brother's family and the other families that have been affected by such violent crime, I didn't know I was also preparing for my own journey. <sighs> well, our prayers go out to you. Absolutely. And your family. I love the name of that organization. I wish I wish, you know, an organization like that didn't have to exist, but I love the name of it. Black men deserve old, deserve to grow old. Because that is so very true. And I can't believe we ever used to embrace the mentality of living fast and dying young. Mm. All right, now there's a video that shows Young Thug and Gunna accusing a pilot of being racist. It's a private jet, and they ended up getting kicked off of the plane. Here's what Young Thug said on Instagram Live. We had a show in New York tonight, but we got racist people flying us. They saying that we're disrespecting. We haven't disrespected them at all. Now they're trying to kick us out of the plane and make us miss the show, and we haven't done anything. Excuse me, sir. What did we do to get put off the plane? I didn't hear nothing of that. I know I'd be busy because I saw Thug's caption where he typed out a Paradise Jets racist never fly R-A-C-E-S. Well, here's what else he had to say. He can't even tell us what we did disrespectful. We didn't do nothing. He said that my friend couldn't fly because he didn't have an ID, a physical ID. An ID and three credit cards that got his name on it. The same name on his ID, the same picture on his ID. When he showed him that, he still said, well, you still can't fly. Okay, so why we did we go through all that showing you the ID? But okay, say say less. He got off the plane. He didn't say any word to him. No word. He got off the plane and left. He didn't get back on the plane. So now we like, hey, let's ride. We time to go. He never got back on the plane. I'm so stupid. Right. He was saying they were racist. Yeah, what you thought he said? I thought to myself, I would never fly with a jet company that races either. Do you know how dangerous that is? Imagine being in a jet and oh looking out the goodness. window and it's another jet next to you revving the engine, engine wanting to race. I wouldn't fly with them either. Well, he did say they were racist. How did we disrespect one of your colleagues? Tell us. What did we do? Oh, we don't got to tell y'all that. I know, because you're racist. That ain't P. You're a racist. Look, my fans told you you're not P. My fan, he said, Alex, you're not P. <laughs> you ain't P, Alex. 
You, my man saw you, you wave pee? the girl off and go back in the building. <laughs> why did you why'd you wave her off? Deal with what? She the one who got her shit out of the plane, right? Why don't she need to deal with it? Are you racist? We beg and plead for you to fly us. We haven't done anything. You can't even tell me what we did. What did we do? What do you mean you ain't pee? You ain't pee. No, not Why he ain't go to the bathroom? Not, you know what? All right, well, they did drop Push and Pee after this. Huh? And you don't know the song Push and Pee? Oh, the Gunner record. Yes. yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to say it and act like I know what the hell going on. <laughs> you, you can tell. I have no idea what All P right, is. well, Drake did join the live and said, hit me, let's book a new plane. So there you go. And then All he right. put P. <laughs> He's pushing P for sure. All right, well, that is your <laughs> I gotta, We got to have Gunner up here. I need to know what the hell P is. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. They made it. They definitely made it to New York because they performed last night in New York City. It was a Gunner show in uh, Young so they should be, so they was, surprise so, so they should be happy the Jet was racing. Got it fast, right? No, the, 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 he was saying the pop. You know what? Leave me alone. I'm leaving you alone. Mm-hmm. All right. Who are you giving your donkey to, man? Oh, uh, man. Four after the hour. Let's talk glitter. I wish I had some right now to sprinkle around the room. But all I got is my palisanto. All right. We'll talk glitter when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Wake up. You're checking out the Breakfast Club. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. It's all fun and games till someone screenshots your message. Say goodbye to Morning After Guilt with that chat. This new encrypted social platform can help you stay truly private. No screenshots, recordings, or leaked messages. Get that chat for iPhone and Android at the App Store or find it at datchat.com forward slash envy. Hey, man, she been I'm a fat and all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment. Who's going to be on the donkey of the day? They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day for Thursday, January 13th goes to the police in Pinellas County, Florida. Uh, And 27-year-old Caitlin O'Donovan and 29-year-old Sarah Franks of Clearwater, Florida. All of y'all getting donkey of the day because clearly none of y'all have anything better to do. Now, what does your Uncle Charla always tell you about the great state of Florida? What has your Uncle Charla been telling you on this radio for the past 11 years about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And I must say, in recent years, there is other places in America trying to take Florida's crown. Texas, I'm talking to you. Okay, but Florida, y'all still have the crown, all right? Y'all still the kings of the thing, all right? Now, if I told you that someone was charged with assault and battery, what would you think, Envy? Assault and battery, what would you think? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Punching somebody? Yeah, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's the textbook definition. It's an act of physical violence. Assault refers to the act which causes the victim to uh, receive imminent physical harm. Okay? While battery refers to the actual act causing the physical harm. Oh, no, let me say that again. Uh, Assault refers to the act which causes the victim to apprehend imminent physical harm, while battery refers to the actual act causing the physical harm. So hitting or punching somebody, all right, forcibly. Causing them pain is assault and battery. I actually think that when somebody gets their ass kicked, we've been doing ourselves a disservice by saying they simply got beat up. All right. When somebody gets done dirty, we should say, man, you got batted. All right. Batted sounds way worse than beat up. Even if you threaten somebody, keep it up. I'm going to batter your ass. All right. Don't make me batter your punk ass. All right. That's why words matter and the context of words matter because it sounds so cute when you think of batter in the context of pancakes, waffles, red velvet cake. And it is all those things, but when you say I'll bat it or breaks off you, boy, it changes things. 
All right. Could that work in the context of prize fighting? Like if I say Jake Paul batted, you know, Nate Robinson or Jake Paul batted Tyrone Woodley, no disrespect to those brothers at all, but I'm just trying to show y'all what battery looks like. We've all been on World Star for years. We've seen what, you know, battery is. We know what it looks like when someone gets dragged. You know who else knows what battery looks like more than anybody? The police. All right. The police arrest folks for assault and battery all the time. Hey, sometimes someone gets batted and depending on the situation, police don't even arrest them. Might detain them until they cool off, but they don't take them to jail because it's bigger fish to fry. Bigger issues out here than folks having a kerfuffle here and there, but not in Florida. Nope. In Florida, one person's kerfuffle, one person's skirmish is another person's battery. Now, I know there's a lot of law enforcement that listens to The Breakfast Club. Uh, Salute to all the police officers out there that listen. I need y'all to tell me if I'm tripping. Okay, when you see me in the streets, if you want to call up, tell me if I'm tripping for giving the Pinellas County, Florida police the biggest hee-haw for arresting these two women. Because when I heard this story, I just shook my head and said to myself, life as we know it is really a dramedy. Let's go to WFLA for the report, please. Two women here smiling in their mugshots but facing felony charges after police say that they threw glitter at a man during an argument in Pinellas County, Florida. And no, glitter isn't some slang for something you've, you've never heard of. We're talking about the shiny stuff, glitter, here in this story. This is 27-year-old Caitlin O'Donovan and 29-year-old Sarah Franks, both women, according to Clearwater Police, throwing a container of glitter at the victim during an argument. The arrest affidavit stating that the man was hit in the head and in the torso. Now, officers say that Franks then climbed over a balcony fence, went into the man's apartment, and threw more containers of glitter at him. Franks and O'Donovan are both arrested and charged with felony burglary with assault or battery. Yeah, and the arrest affidavit also said the vehicle was still warm when the police, uh, you know, uh, found the car, and glitter was inside of it when police found it as well. Uh, I wondered, did they buy all this glitter somewhere in Florida recently, or was it just a lot of leftover glitter from Christmas? We're talking glitter, man. Glitter, like the 2001 Mariah Carey movie. Okay, glitter, like Lil' Kim's iconic purple pasty jumpsuit from the 99 VMAs. Now, I'm not making no excuses for Franks and O'Donovan. That's why they're sharing in this donkey as well. They went to that man's house. They kicked the window until it broke. Okay, they broke into that man's apartment, started arguing with him, and threw containers of glitter. That's breaking and entering disorderly conduct at the most. All right. But charging them for battery, taking them to jail and filling out paperwork because these two young ladies did some glitter bombing. Maybe they lesbians and it was an act of protest. Don't the LGBT community use glitter as an act of protest? Maybe the guy was dating one of the women and she found out he was batting for the other team. Who knows? So she decided to batter him with glitter. There is something gold dusty here. Don't you think? By the way, if this is the route we're going in America, Dustin Rhodes, they're about to bring up bring up a bunch of retroactive charges against you and the WWE for all that glitter you done blew in people's faces, okay? If you ask me, these women should be arrested for breaking in that man's house but charged with assault and battery for throwing glitter? Eh, bah humbug. Okay, I understand some legal officers argue glitter bombing is assault and battery because it's possible for glitter to enter the eyes or nose and cause damage that leads to infection depending on the size of the glitter. But do you really have a case about glitter going in your nose if you already snort cocaine? That has nothing to do with nothing. But the moral of the story is Pinellas police, y'all don't have anything better to do. Please give the Pinellas County Police Department and the two young ladies, Caitlin O'Donovan and Sarah Franks, the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Yee-haw. 
was about to play something too, but I'm not doing it in me. You wanna play a game? No, no, no. You know, we don't have to play a game. These are the two people. They're right here. Sarah Franks, Caitlin O'Donovan. You can dart them. Come on, O'Donovan. Come on. Come on. Come on now. That'd be funny though. You know, fight with somebody, just throw glitter in their face. That would not be funny. That would be funny. I'm telling you, there's something bigger here. I really think that, you know, one of them was dating a dude and the dude started messing around with another guy, but that's just me and my how my brain works. Because that's very specific to go to somebody's house with glitter. That means something. Hmm. I'm bling, I'm bringing glitter here on Monday. Just know that. For what? All right, gold dust. <laughs> yeah. Forget that time gold dust gave somebody mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and put their tongue in their mouth. Put oh, his tongue in their mouth. Oh, my goodness. Okay? So if you're going to go there, go there. Nope, I'm not going there. All right, All right. Then. Thank you for that donkey today. Up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. You need relationship advice. So any type of advice, Ask Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on, relationship advice need personal advice just need real advice call up now for ask ye keep it real morning everybody it's dj envy angela ye Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're in the middle of ask ye hello who's this this is sarah hey sarah good morning where you calling from good morning i'm calling from chicago illinois all right what's your question for yeezy i have a question um so me and my boyfriend we got into it a couple days ago and he basically threatened to break up with me because he feels like I'm too independent. So my question is, is there such thing as being too independent? Well, explain why he would say that. Like, instead of asking him for money, I'd rather just go get a second job. Or if I need an oil change, instead of asking him to do it, I'd rather just go to a shop and get it done. Girl, but when I do give him a chance to be, you know, the guy or in the relationship or whatever, like, I told him I needed my tire change. I've been riding on the same tire for like a month now, so I feel like I should just go get it changed. Oh, because it took him, you asked him a month ago and he still hadn't done it. Yeah, so like, I tried to give him like some responsibility, but when he doesn't do it. It sounds like he has more of an issue with himself and his own insecurities than with what you're actually doing. Because I'm a very independent person also. And, you know, I'm sure that's hard for some guys because they'll tell you things like, oh, well, you do stuff for yourself before I even have a chance to do anything for you. Because truthfully, when you love somebody and care about them, you want to be able to do nice things for them. You want to be able to help them and support them. But what you're saying is the times that you have asked him, he hasn't actually done it, right? Right. Um, So what's going on with him like with his work is he making good money do you make more money than him is he insecure about that no i don't think it's the money thing because he makes a little bit more than me he's in construction Mm -hmm. but i just feel like because he has like a really hard job so i feel like if i could just go get my tire done and not bother him that it would be helpful for him when he gets off for work you know it's interesting to me with the balance right because A lot of times people complain about, I've seen people complaining about like women not wanting to contribute. And there was a whole conversation on social media the other day about a woman talking about being spoiled, but not doing nothing but for her man, but supporting him, you know, emotionally, which is important too. But, um, you know, guys deserve nice things, but it seems like they act like women just want to be catered to all the time and are not, and are very dependent, but you're the opposite person. Yeah. And so maybe for him, he feels like his role as a 
man is supposed to be the one that is holding down the household, taking care of things that need to get done. And so it, it is a balance because at the same time, like a man wants to feel like you trust him. And so I get wanting to get so things done. independent for a man? I need to date a woman now? No, no, no. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's sometimes how you phrase things to people, right? Like maybe if you know he's not going to get something done, be like, hey, babe, I'm going to go get my tires changed. I just can't ride on the tires like this. So do you know a place? If you know he's not going to get it done, do you have a place? Can you refer me? Can you hook me up with the person to do it? And then you still can go do it, but he can feel like he contributed to it. Because that's how I am. When I need something, I'm going to get it done myself, too. And even when it comes to advice or something's going on in my life, I might have a decision that I need to make. And so I'll call my boyfriend. I'll be like, what do you think about this? And then just be like, oh, thank you so much for that advice. You know, you're the first person I called when I had to say this. I'll make them think that they're helping. Okay. Well, you do want him to be able to help, right? You trust that he is helpful. But you have to acknowledge it, too. Okay. You know, when he does help you, you have to acknowledge it, too, because sometimes we have a tendency to get frustrated when people don't do things that we need them to do and and focus more on that than on the things that they actually do do. Like, what does he do for you that is helpful? Uh, he's more of the, the cook of the family. Okay. <laughs> I don't cook. Well, that's great. So that's something that you can always make sure you're like, baby, what you cooking tonight? You know, I love when you make this. We have to really appreciate when they step it up and do things. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Yeah. You know, and so I think focus on the positive things. If you're going to go get things done yourself, you know, it's nice to be able to ask him to do small things for you. If he's not going to do it and he can't be relied on, you know, then you're still going to end up doing it yourself. And that's a whole nother conversation. But focus on the positive. You know, he does want to help you. He does want to be supportive. If he's not going to take the tires to go get changed, ask him be like, hey, I'm going to get the tires changed today. Give him a heads up. Don't just do it and not let him know. And, okay. that, and that gives okay. him the opportunity okay. to say, well, let me send the money. Or, you know what, I'm going to do it for you today. Okay, I can try it. I can try from that way. I know that sometimes it's hard for us to give up our own, like, independence because we feel like, I don't want to feel like I'm relying on you. But part of being in a relationship is knowing that, yeah, I can ask you for things and you will do it to make my life a little easier. Yeah, and this, this whole relationship is a new thing to me. So I'm just so used to doing stuff by myself, for myself. Right. And I feel you, girl. But it's nice to be like, hey, can you pick this up for me? Hey, can you do this? I'm so used to saying I have to run out and do this myself to to be able to ask somebody and know that they're going to do it really is a nice thing. And to and to reciprocate that, you know, you do things nice for him also. All right. Okay, thank you. No problem. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Oh, yeah, my name's D. All right, what's your question for Yee? Uh, well, see, I have a little situation going on because me and my boyfriend, we're like just so boring <laughs> and I need some help, like bringing some passion back in our relationship. So like a quick background story is like we came back to each other after five years and, you know, things is good and all that. But you know how you can be too comfortable with somebody? Yes, indeed. And then just be boring, like... You know, I cook, I clean, I take care of kids, and, you know, I take care of my man, but I don't get that same passion in return, and I need, like, 
I'm not trying so, to wait, complain you're... and like bicker at him. You know what I'm saying? So you're making the effort, but you feel like he's not as far as in the bedroom? Uh, no, it's not even just the bedroom. It's like life. It's like, like a routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got comfortable in our routine, and that's good and everything. We don't argue, you know. There's like no out of it's like just really boring. Right. Well, sometimes, like you said, it's a routine, so why not break that routine? Right. And you know, he's like closed minded in a way. Like he's so comfortable in his routine, and I be trying to break it. Mm-hmm. And. He just, I don't know, I'm trying to convince him, like, how to really do stuff, you know? Okay. I don't really know what to suggest. Well, sometimes a change of scenery is good. If you guys do, like, a staycation where you can spend the night somewhere else, you know, in a hotel, get somebody to watch the kids and something like that. Uh, Sometimes it's being away from all of those things that are part of your daily routine that can help. Mm -hmm. Have you tried something like that? Uh, no, not at all. And my birthday just passed, and he totally flopped on my birthday. I like, feel you, girl, because my birthday just passed, too. And it is a, a, a situation when you've been with somebody for years, they get too comfortable, they know you too well, you know them too well. People like a routine, but every now and then, to put that spark back, you got to break that routine. And so what did he do for your birthday? Girl, I we didn't do nothing. I went bowling. <laughs> with him? Like, it was so basic. Yeah, it was with him wow. and the kids, but he didn't Ooh, do nothing wow. like just or spontaneous for me. Okay. Like, it was he made a big deal and kept calling me ungrateful because he got a cake. I'm like, oh wow, oh my okay. gosh, I agree Thank with you. him. <laughs> well, do you have anybody that could watch your kids for the night? Oh, yes, always. Okay. Well, sometimes you have to be real specific about what that something is. And if that something is like, look, my birthday just passed. I know we went bowling and y'all bought me a cake, but I would love to do something without the kids. Let's go to a hotel. Let's have a spa day. Let's, you know, order some food, sit inside the room. Let's get a mo- Let's do something different. And... Mm-hmm. And you have to be specific, specific, because sometimes I think we want guys to read our mind and come up with things that they're not really equipped to understand because they've never done it before. Uh-huh. And so we can say we want these things, but what are these things? Right. And give right. some examples of what they are and let him know, look, I want us to do this. So if you have to plan it, because that's how I am in my relationship. I'm more of the planner. Like I kind of plan everything, but he goes along with it. Will he go along with it if you plan it? I, I think so. I've never really, like, I kind of tried to do something like that, and I didn't, I didn't follow through with it because I was like, you know what? I changed my mind. Let's just do something else, you know? Okay, well, it so, sounds like both of you need to make more of an effort. So what that means is sometimes, like I said, you got to show him how to do it. You go ahead and plan something. Let him know, come on, we're going to do this. And he might have such a good time that he's going to plan something next time. Or maybe it's a situation where you're the planner, but he's cool with coming and making it happen and having a good time. But make an intentional effort to say, we're going to plan this and we are going to put whatever issues and problems we have to decide and just have a great night and plan some things that kind of catch him off guard and tell him, look, this is the kind of things I want us to do. Well, I guess I can do, I guess I can do that. Let me see how he does so I can. You're so uh, skeptical. You haven't even done it yet, girl. Stop being skeptical. (laughs) Go for it. Your attitude also will determine it. You already acting like he not going to do it. He's not this. He's not. Just go for it. You never know. Because you're acting like that and it's bringing that energy. Mm. And you know, I'm big on vibes. So 
I only radiate positivity most of the time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, work on right, it. Thank you so much, E. Okay, I hope y'all have some fun. All right. All right, ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can hit Yee. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather, what do they have in common? They're both being sued. We'll tell you why. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report, Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So there's a class action lawsuit, and some of the people named in that lawsuit include Kim Kardashian, Floyd Mayweather, and Paul Pierce. That is for promoting a cryptocurrency. It's a knockoff of Ethereum. It's called Ethereum Max. So according to Finbol, they use the... Uh, the plaintiffs sued the celebrities and some unidentified entities behind these tokens. They made this Ethereum Max soar, and then they sold their portion of it for a profit. So anybody who invested in that token between May 14th and June 27th has been listed as a defendant. So they're saying what happened was it's a pump and dump type of scheme. Investors sell off their shares. They make a lot of money after they make the value rise. So in other words, Maybe Floyd, Kim Kardashian, Paul Pierce were posting about this coin. The coin rose 632% in value after Mayweather and Pierce promoted it. Uh, you know, Floyd wore some boxing shorts with Ethereum Max uh, URL during his exhibition match with Logan Paul. Paul Pierce tweeted about it. Kim Kardashian posted about it in her, in her Instagram stories. And then once people went and bought it, uh, the owners then went ahead and... Uh, pulled their money out when the stock rose, when the crypto rose, and then the value plummeted afterward. Well, it's going to be a lot of that. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. folks are using these, you know, this, this digital wave as, as get-rich schemes. And, you know, and sometimes if it seems too good to be true, it is. You know, a lot of the Bitcoin and NFT stuff feels like Ponzi schemes because they are. They but, but the smoke will clear, and, and, and the, the real ones will rise to the top. But, you know, my, my, my why I'm confused is, you know, if you're a company and you pay for Floyd Mayweather to wear it on his, his boxing shorts, what's the problem? You know what I mean? Like, if Ford says, you know what, I'm going to give Flo- Floyd a million dollars to put the logo on the boxing shorts, he'll take it. So if a company says, I want to want you to put the logo on the boxing shorts, what's wrong with that? I'm sure, I'm sure Floyd and Kim won't have no repercussions from that lawsuit. They're just being named in it. Mm-hmm. That's all. All right, now, Jamie Lynn, Britney Spears' sister, has opened up about Britney Spears' conservatorship. And she stopped by Good Morning America. She was really discussing her new memoir, Things I Should Have Said. And she was talking about how much she adored her sister, but also noticed her behavior was more erratic and paranoid as the years went on. And so here's what she had to say about Britney's conservatorship. When it was put into place, I was 17-year-old. I was about to have a baby, so I didn't understand what was happening. I understand just as little about it then as I do now. There was a time where my sister asked me of her trust and will if I would be the person who assured that her boys got what they needed. Whether she's in a conservatorship or not, that was a very normal thing, I thought. Once I realized that, you know what, she's in a conservatorship, I felt like I just didn't want to be a part of until maybe she was out of the conservatorship. So there was no, like, me overseeing funds or something like that. And if that was, it was a misunderstanding. But either way, I took no steps to be a part of it. All right. In addition, uh, she went on to say that she did reach out to her sister's legal team, but it did, didn't end well in her favor. Here's what she had to say. She had the contacts she needed to possibly go ahead and end this conservatorship and just end this all for our family. If it's going to cause this much discord, why continue it? So you didn't always agree with the conservatorship? 
it wasn't about agreeing with the conservatorship. Everyone has a voice and it should be heard. So if she wanted to talk to other people, then I did. I set that up. I even spoke to her legal team, previous legal team, and that did not end well in my favor. So I did take the steps to help, but how many times can I take the steps without, she has to walk through the door. Wow, that's difficult, man. When you love somebody in your family, but there's some issues going on, and she said she was more erratic, and you're trying to help, but it might not feel to Brittany like she was trying to help because she's got a lot of things going on. So I hope that family can somehow come together after this. That money, boy, will do it. All right. Now, the full Coachella lineup has been announced for 2022, and pre-sale actually starts Friday at 10 a.m. Weekend 1 is sold out, by the way. So Weekend 2 pre-sale starts on Friday. So you can go to Coachella.com. Sorry, Envy, if you want to do that. but Yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> they should rename it COVID-chella. That's what they should do, just to be with the times. <laughs> but just FYI, uh, for Ye is going to actually, Kanye, is actually going to be um, headlining as well with Doja Cat, um, Billie Eilish, Harry Styles, Lil Baby, Daniel Caesar, Big Sean, Baby Keem, 21 Savage, Meg Thee Stallion, Ari Lennox, a lot of people, as you know. Now, when is this? Uh, This is April 15th and 22nd, April 16th and 23rd. So how do some people get around these COVID laws and sanctions and others don't. Depends what state it's yeah, in. Yeah, state by state. But I thought Cali was like on some type of lockdown. Well, it's also in April, so, you know, you have some time. So perhaps mm. that's hoping that things peak and Then again, the Super Bowl's in, in LA too. Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl in February, they were talking about shutting Possibly, the Super, yeah, moving the know. Super Bowl. Yeah, they're, they're, already, they're looking for alternate locations just in case they might have to. And that makes no sense to me. But right. you know, you see Sundance Film Festival is this weekend and they just canceled it earlier this week. That's why I don't And understand. they said they're not giving nobody their money back. I heard that. Is so that, I guess things will be true? I guess Allegedly. things will be cleared up by April. Do no. they have like COVID meteorologists that dictate the weather? Like they know like, you know, when it's gonna clear up, when it's gonna be like, well, they feel like it's, heavy rain. It's gonna peak just because so many people have gotten it just now. So we hope that happens. But then again, could be more variants coming. Well, if, it, if it doesn't peak, it'll peak at Coachella. When you're a promoter, sure. you, you know, you're a meteorologist, like, you know, be like, well, you know, COVID already peaked, so by April it'll go down enough mm-hmm. where, you know. Well, people might think they have enough time, so you start planning, and then if you have to pivot and you see how things are going, then you might have to say it can't happen. Which when you a say lot pivot, do you mean like, like, so that's P? Yeah, that's like B and P. Okay. And you pivot. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. All right, let's get to the mix. 800 585 1051. Let's throw it back. Let's start off with some Benjamins. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Naomi McDuffie is a girl who knows exactly where she's going in life, but she's about to find out that nothing is what it seems. Tuesday on The CW from Ava DuVernay comes the can't-miss new series, Naomi. Don't believe everything you think and don't miss Naomi. Tuesday, 9, 8 central, only on The CW. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Corday for joining us today. Salute to my guy, Corday. Make sure y'all grab that album, man, um, uh, from a bird's eye view. Drops tonight at midnight. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's always a pleasure to speak with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to celebrate the youngins like that. You got to celebrate the youngins that are doing everything right. Like We live in an era where everybody likes to deride dysfunction. You know what I mean? Like you, They deride dysfunction to get a buzz. They deride dysfunction to get hot. And it's not just the youth. It's... Grown ass people too, so you gotta applaud the ones like Corday who uh who don't who don't do that. Absolutely, and also shout the Gunner. Gunner's album comes out this Friday. 
Uh, Mel Gunner's album came out last yeah, Friday, actually. Yeah, it came out already. And he is uh, 2,000 units away from being number one. It's a fight between him and The Weeknd. They're going back and forth for number one. So congratulations and shout out to Gunner. And good luck to Gunner. Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. All right, it's time to get up out of here. You got Yes, it's finally... Well, what are you gonna say? I was just gonna say, just for everybody traveling in these next few days, in the Midwest and the South and the Northeast, they're talking about all kinds of snowstorms. So just make sure you plan accordingly and you see what's going on with your flights, where you're flying to, out of, and all of that. Yeah, and COVID restrictions are going back up heavy. I, um, yesterday I took my daughter, the newborn, to the doctor for for her doctor's appointment, and like three weeks ago when we went, two weeks ago when we went, it was not a problem. Yesterday they only allowed one parent in the room. And they said the COVID restrictions are going back up like crazy. So uh, just wear your mask, man. Just be careful. It's as safe as possible. At some point, we're going to have to learn to live with COVID, man. Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's going to be like the flu at well, some point. Well, that's what I said. I, I feel like it's like that now. I said, I got the vaccine. I got the booster shot. And I still can't go in the room with my daughter. Like, it's just weird. You know, some people are sense. trying to, like, set it up to go and hang out with somebody who already has COVID, thinking that they could just should just get it and get it over with. I ain't going to do that now. The CDC says they're that. doing it. The CDC says that the safest way to congregate with people you have to be with people that are vaccinated, uh-huh. boosted. Check, check. And all of y'all got to wear masks check. and be six feet apart from each other <laughs> when y'all are together. That's the safest way. Okay. Well, I was talking to somebody yesterday. They said at work, he hasn't had COVID yet. But all the people who have had COVID at his job, you know, they get tested, but they don't have to wear a mask. But because he hasn't had it, he still has to wear a mask, even though he's vaxxed and boosted. It's crazy. I would yeah. still wear a mask. Yeah. All right, well, leave us on a positive note. Listen, man, a positive note is simply this. If you want to be happy, don't take stuff personal, okay? Let stuff go. Let people be, all right? Focus on you, your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your well-being, physically, financially, all that. But the moral of the story is, if you want to be happy, don't take stuff personal. Let stuff go. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> 